Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. I'm Jason Amare. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. Hey, this is Logan Lynn. And Gino Amare. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Happy 2017, everybody. You're listening to Sounds of PDX here on Portland Radio Project. I'm going to welcome back Jen Emerson to the show. What's up, Jen? Oh, you know, just doing what we do up here. That's right. We've got an exciting show. We're talking about new music and new things for the new year, and we have the audio sequence in studio with us. Gentlemen, how are you? We are great. How are you? We've got three out of the five here with us. Yeah, we've got uh, Stephen, Dan, and Travis here with us. Uh, We're going to be talking about kind of a recap of what the audio sequence did in 2016, a nice little uh, refresher on that, and then going to see where you're going, plans. I know you've been recording. Uh, The buzz on social media is that we've got some releases coming up soon, so uh, excited for all of that. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out. Our playlist today is brought to you by PDX Spotlight, so lots of things to cover tonight. First thing we're going to do is we're going to play Same Old Blues by Fantagram. We will be back 7 to 9 with the audio sequence here on PRP. You're listening to Portland Radio Project 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. If you're listening to us on the web or on your mobile device, you've got the talk board there. Say hello, hit us up, say hello to Luke Neal, Jen Emerson, and the gentleman from the audio sequence. Guys, thanks again for being here. Uh, We mentioned before the break that we're going to be talking about the 2016 recap, but since it's the new year, I want to announce the new baby in the band officially on the air. Let's talk about Zach. Ooh. (laughs) Love that guy. Yeah. Uh, he actually, he's probably going to show up here pretty shortly. Right on. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere. We, we had, uh, for those that know us, we had, uh, Josh Clark was playing with us. He's a great old school friend of ours. Um, but he has another project in called, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that he's, he was busy in. So he kind of respectfully bowed out because he's kicking butt with them. And then, uh, we've been friends with Zach for a long time. He's in a band called Icarus the Owl. That's Mm -hmm. done really good things. And, uh, he kind of parted ways with them and was just, kind of just out of nowhere was like hey uh so i play i play keys and we're yeah. like he's so subtle cool. like he didn't tell me for months and we worked together so <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he comes in and rehearses with us one time and it's just amazing yeah it was a no it was a no-brainer uh we we spent a whole lot of time kind of talking about well you know do we want to keep going you know in our direction or do we want to go find somebody else and you know we kind of all came up with this idea that it's like if we found the right person and it was just it was serendipity. It was perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, Icarus Seattle has some shows coming up uh, here pretty shortly around the corner. I think they're playing at Alberta Street Pub um, for one of the youth music um, events. Mm-hmm. So good deal. Well, let's hit it off, man. You got the EP release in 2016. Uh, what are some of your favorite memories that kind of revolved around that whole process? Uh, first and foremost, like, so yeah, we did the, the EP last summer. I would say working with our good friend Fitch was definitely the highlight of of 2016 because um so for those that don't know fitch was in uh lucy gray he was the bass player with dan and josh in their previous band and uh he's an old school high school buddy of ours and he's a really talented engineer and he he did basically did that ep pro bono for us and knocked it out of the park so 
not only was it fun, but he hooked us up too. So it was yeah. it was just all in all a really really great experience, and we're very proud of it. Super mm -hmm. cool recording too, because as a lot of people don't know, it was all done at, at your jam hut. Vault 111. Yeah, yes. um, I know the secret location to this place, uh, but it's really cool. It's a cool room and it's a nice, like it's a great vibe. But as a rhythm section, do you find it tough to track in there because of the isolation issues, or how do you guys pull that off? Uh, no, it. it well, Fitch is our friend, so he's just he's kind of brutal with us. <laughs> so which is awesome. It's what we need. You know, yeah. if I messed up, he's he's gonna tell you. Uh, the environment's pretty good. Um, we're there all the time for work and everything. Um, I don't know, it's just a sanctuary for us, so it's actually harder probably to pack up my drums and go record somewhere else. Hmm. You know, we got a, it's got a half-fault, you know, uh, ceiling, hence the name and everything, and uh, just pretty good acoustics in there, so it was fun. Yeah, it's a super clean recording. You heard some of those tracks today, Jen. Yes, I did. Yeah, Chris is back in New York now. He's, he was just here. We didn't get to meet up with him, which sucks, but... It's a popular dude. But he's kicking butt. Here yeah, for the holidays. Back east. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, we actually, since you've been there, though, we have it streamlined now to where we can just hit record and record practices. It's oh, awesome. Everything's cool. mic'd up. It's great. That yeah. is fantastic. See, that's the way... And I think you should track your practices. I mean, it's like... Yeah. Try to... I mean, we've been coming up with, like, some gold lately. I don't know <laughs> what the heck's going on, but me and, me and Steven just been killing on the rhythm section here. Some New Year inspiration. So you writing exactly. songs for the guys to to have ready for them when they come into practice? Uh, a lot of it's just kind of Dan Dan and I usually get there kind of, we're usually some of the first people there, and he just sits down and starts playing something, and then he and I have this, like, almost, like, just a little bit more than a half-baked idea by the time everyone comes in, and then, like, for our for our album that we're going to probably talk about here in a little bit we uh we actually walked into the studio with songs that we'd written like weeks like barely days prior to it because mm -hmm. we were just everybody got on the same page and all this stuff just kept happening naturally and it turned out some some really cool products that we're excited about so you you had four songs on the first ep how many are going to be on this next release if that's been decided yet. <laughs> to, yeah, to be determined. Uh, it's looking like eight as of now, but maybe more, maybe a little less, but mo probably eight. Cool. Yeah. So full At LP. Yeah. I like it. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to move back to the playlist here real quick. Um, Travis, this is a song that you brought in. Um, it's called Cake by the Ocean. I, I, how do you pronounce the band name? It's Caps D-N-C-E. I think it's Dance. Yeah, I, I think I so too. I think that's yeah. how they do it. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm actually not very familiar with them. I just know that single. Um, and I know it's one of the Jonas Brothers, which yeah. is hilarious because they, they no get idea, so much yeah. flack, you know, for being a boy band. But this band is really good. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're great songwriters. It's I found that interesting too. I was like, oh, Joe Jonas is leading this group. I was doing a little bit of research on them, but pretty popular track, "Cake by the Ocean" here on Portland Radio Project. You're enjoying the PDX Spotlight playlist here on Sounds of PDX. You're listening to us on 99.1 and PRP.FM. That was Ethereal Acoustic. That's Handsome Ghost. If you haven't checked them out, that's off their second EP. So, guys, I know you were already discussing this on the break with us. We were privy to all the details, but I did want to ask you on the air also some of your favorite shows that you went to in 2016. Yeah, you got to <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I think I win this one in Luke's heart. I uh, hate you for this. 
Yes. Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> for any of you, uh, you know, grunge fans out there, I took my fiance up to see uh, Temple of the Dog in Seattle. So, you know, the the super group that is basically Soundgarden and Pearl Jam um, doing a really short run, and got to see them in the Paramount Theater. Pretty pretty intimate, gorgeous venue. Um, you know, got to listen to them play through the entire Temple of the Dog album. Most I love Mother Love Bones, some Mad Season, uh, some Black Sabbath. It was it, it was pretty special. Yeah, that's how was Cornell's voice? Oh, it was spot on. Good. Like he, because I, I, I also saw him when he was with Audio Slave, right at the tail end of a tour, and he. The one thing you got to give it to him for is that he doesn't leave anything on the table. Nope. And. But I think that also, you know, that means that toward the last couple shows that you play in a, in a uh, tour, sometimes they're a little rough. But um, this one, you know, it was the last show of the tour on a Monday night, and he was just sharp. It was awesome. Yeah, good experience. Yeah. I was I extremely jealous, so you're totally right. <laughs> it shouldn't be a shock to you, Luke, but I saw 311 oh, really? <laughs> a few months ago. Since That's they like, finally came back? They finally, yeah, after years. That's like my favorite band, so... My girlfriend and I, we met up with some friends and saw them. And actually, we got to see Scott from Fox and Bones. Yeah. Uh, but he played with his band Just People, and they did awesome. Good job, Scott. Um, so, yeah, it was a fun night. We got to see their band kick it off, and they did a great job. And then, uh, I mean, I love 311. So. <laughs> yeah, they always put on a good show. Yeah. <clears throat> Dan, none. He was saying he didn't go to any, like, Big nothing national nothing, shows. No, nothing big, man. What about some of the local shows? Are there any local shows that stand out to you that, that you enjoyed going to? Um, I went to a couple. Yeah, Goldfoot shows were really good. They played the Secret Society last time. I think they're playing it again coming up soon, uh, January 14th. I yeah, believe. they played with the Quiet Type their last year. Is that the show you're talking about? Yeah, the one that we were all at that show. Yeah. Is that the band that I was thinking of? They had some killer band with like two singers. It was yeah, kind of folk, Quiet rock. Type. I don't know if it's that band, but yeah, that was really good. What we got? There's a fellow. <laughs> we we hey, have. A, oh, let's Zach see if, let's see if he went up, to any shows. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we've. What's up, dude? Up, dude? Got Good Zach boys. from the audio sequence just showed up. We ladies. we are talking about um, some of your favorite live experiences. Yeah, w- welcome to the show, by the way. Hi, everybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got it. yeah, they chatted you up before you got here. Oh, it's cool all talk. Cool concerts. Uh, let's see. Last year, uh, Mute Math. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the uh, Rosalind, I think. One of the b- yeah. most underrated drummers. Oh, I love Darren King. Yeah. yeah absolutely. He's fantastic. Yeah, that was a really good show this year. Um, I saw Failure at the Star Theater, which is really cool. They were doing the Fantastic Planet 20th anniversary, so they played the whole album, and it right sounded on. incredibly good. Oh, yeah. My sister and I were in Failure around 20 years ago. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they, they sounded good. You saw the audio sequence at the analog? I saw the audio, yeah, early on this year. I was but a wee fan. Was that the, that was uh, the, the Cerevitor? Yeah. Show? yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, I was in the audience. <laughs> As were we. I think we were rubbing shoulders probably. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, good. Those are all good live experiences. Yeah. I actually, I'm, I'm for sure, I think I saw two national acts. Everything else was all live, all, all local yeah. shows, mm-hmm. yeah, which which we will talk about a little bit later. Well, what about um, some of your favorite of your own shows? What were some of the like m- best energy from your crowds, some venues that are local in somewhere else? Well, oh, sorry, I hit the mic. <laughs> we, well, what's funny is we actually only played 
like three shows last year. We didn't play very much, but we we tried to focus on just making them big, good shows, you know. So we had our EP release, which was awesome because we got to release our music. Uh, we played a Project Paps showcase at Doug Fur, that uh, that was good on paper. Anyways, it sold out, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, not so cool behind the stage, but <laughs> other than that, it was cool. Uh, and then our uh, and then actually our first show with Zach was uh, we played up in Longview at this spot that we know, and uh, it was great. It was a good, like I think it was a good low pressure, like come up and play with us because he had just been in the band for like two yeah, we weeks little, or something. We were, <laughs> we, were, we were a little worried that we'd scare him off. Yeah, a little quickly. We're like, hey man, you're in the band. Two weeks later, oh by the way, we have a show booked. We got a know. gig. But it was it was it was pretty low key, but the oh, yeah. the crowd up there in Longview is pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt both the, the shows that I saw um, at Analog and Doug Fur were both really good energy. Like, I think it got better. You know what I mean? Like your live show was was tighter than the first one I saw, but I wouldn't say either of them were not tight. But like you guys are just so good live, and I love the choices you made to use that's, some of the backing tracks. That's probably why it sounded a little tighter. <laughs> Did you at Doug Fur instead of yeah. Analog? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had a click and everything going on. Is really good. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have so uh, Josh Clark had stepped out by that point, so we we were all of our key parts were predominantly backing tracks. So it was new for us, and it's kind of scary because you're kind of at the mercy of the sound guy, you know. So it was kind of it was a little rough in that sense and hard. But what's nice now is we kind of can do both because we have a really fantastic player in Zach, and then we can also have tracks if we want to thicken it up. So we can kind of really just cater to the show. Well, Zach, I'm going to put the microphone on you because uh, the next song on the PDX Spotlight playlist is Electric Body. Oh, the yeah. Audio sequence. So what did you think when you were a fan the first time you heard this single? This was a really cool, uh, different sound when because uh, I'd known them for a while and like I'd heard some of their older stuff and then they played me this one and I was like, oh, this sounds like a different band, but like in a good way. Like it was, you could definitely tell it was still what they did, but it was a leap forward or whatever. Um it's a lot uh, more dancey, I guess, and I'm into that a lot. Too, yeah. So, um, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and <laughs> I enjoy I, playing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I told Travis from the first time I heard it, I was like, not only is this a hit, it's a totally catchy song, but like Stephen's bassline in the chorus, the way it drops, just gets my heart every time. Uh, really good stuff. This is a track from my special guest, the audio sequence. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. Uh, the immensely talented Wolfpeck from LA. If you go to their website, I was telling the guys, it's like Barebones HTML because they have a side business where they sell stickers and like do band stickers and designs. And they also have a VST plugin for all of you at home musicians that like uh, vintage sounding compressors. Uh, it's really yeah. cool stuff. Uh, I'm Luke Neal. You're listening to Sounds of PDX, and I have the audio sequence in studio with me today. Uh, one of the highlights of my year was going out to these guys' place at Vault 111 and, and having some crazy times. And I do want to know when the, like, the near-death video of me in the buggy with Josh is we coming out. It. It's coming out. Okay, it's coming. Good. We're saving it. <laughs> it's, it's so right. I show up at the Jam Hut. And we're like, all right, we'll do this Facebook Live thing from the Jam Hut. And then Josh is like, well, I had this idea too. We're going to put a GoPro in this like bu buggy and we'll put Dan out in this field and we'll zoom by and I'll have you yell at the camera. I was like, all right, whatever. I thought he was talking like... 
in a couple weeks, I would come out and do it. He's like, no, hey. so they mic'd me up and threw me in this thing. And like, it, we were cruising pretty fast in a short space. It, it was pretty quick. <laughs> we had to do it a couple times because the first time I zoomed by the camera, I didn't have enough time to say my lines. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but because of that, I was out there for the Facebook Live event. It was the first one I did for the show, and it really highlights, um, it wasn't my idea. This is something that you guys had, like, come out, kind of show the behind the scenes. We played, um, I think, three or four songs that we broadcast, interviews, all that stuff. So how, how do you leverage your social media, and, and what's the role that that plays in the music business for you right now? Uh, that's funny. We talk about this all the time. I don't know how to segue. Like, we, we talk, we've talked about something that we want to do moving forward in 2017, which I know is not your question, but... I think it's worth mentioning is, is that we have we have a lot of cool things planned for social media because I think like f for a band like ours like like we said we only played three shows last year but we made sure they were we tried to make them as big and quality of shows as we could so we want to continue to do that just you know do do bigger stuff that we can put on good events that are really um, you know really targeting getting people together and having a fun and having fun together and you know, making it more of an event, not so much about like a band or someone's ego or anything like that, but sure. making it about the event. So I, I know, I don't, I don't want to name drop, but JFL said this one time, he's like, you put these shows on so that people, oh, I know you, I've seen you with this thing. And it, it creates these like connections that, you know, it creates a, an environment, a community. A, a, that's how scenes happen, right? Um, so we want to, we want to continue doing that with our shows, work with bands and artists that don't really aren't really egotistical but are more so about putting on events like that and then uh as far as social media goes we want to what we've tried to do is utilize it as something that's more more interesting and not just like oh hey we have a show but like doing those things like that facebook live thing it was fun we got to have you come out and hang out and have some laughs and you know it, it, it looked cool. It was, you know, it sounded pretty cool. That gave us a lot of fun. Yeah, really good response on the PRP social yeah, media yeah. feed. Um, and then something I want to tip my cap to that you did a couple weeks after that was a show you were completely unrelated to, um, the Haley Johnson and Sarah Wilde show. You guys made a cool, yeah, like yeah. video promo video. And and I guess I was talking to Sarah Wilde shortly after that. She's like, I didn't even know these guys were putting this together for us. So yeah, it's yeah. like, what a nice, yeah, generous yeah, thing yeah. to do. Well, that was that was a that was something that coming out of you know our, our last local show that that stuck with us is that we want to work with people and support people that are like Sarah, like that are good-hearted people that support the community and and uh, you know her and Haley and and Jacob that played that show they all worked together really well and, and it showed that show was amazing. Yeah, I, it was funny after our Doug for show I was at Doug for for like a month like <laughs> we went like every week and yeah we brought GoPros and just try to do little things little blurbs and stuff for bands to show them you know that. Not only were we coming out, but we actually care. Like we want you to know that our band cares about your, your music. So, yeah, and that's that's what it's about. I mean, everyone's uncomfortable as artists. They, there's at least something where you're like, all right, the nerves of hopping on stage. But they need to know, like, there's people in the audience that want them to do good, and and their peers most of the time. Yeah, and I I think that one of the biggest things that you know we just want to kind of display with all of our. Um, with our kind of, you know, I'd, I'd like to call it our strategy because we we have we have some pretty big ideas that are all uh, hammered out that we just need to kind of execute on now. But we want to show off like not only just like us, our personalities, because you know you, there's so many people out there that just want to use their social media as a tool to promote their stuff, and that's you know obviously the and the goal. But you can do it. Be more creative. Like I think that 
the current situation is kind of forcing us to be more creative and for us to come up with better ideas to really understand what people want to see. And, you know, one thing we, you know, we kind of experimented with that, with this type of post, you know, we got a really good reaction out of it because, you know, it's, we, it, it was truly genuine, genuine from us. We, you know, we wanted the show to be really good and, you know, we had such a good experience playing with them. You know, we want to, you know, help the bands that we have great experiences with and people that, you know, that are all kind of like-minded that want to make this scene awesome. Yeah. And that's what it's about is, you know, it's a passion of mine is exposing new artists. And, and uh, I want to thank some folks for emailing me the next track that we've got on the list. This is Frozen in Time by Ashley Extina. And it was produced by Matt Greco. He's a local producer. It did a lot of um, like folk and rootsy stuff. But this is a, a top 40 pop song that I'm in love with right now. Um, Ashley was supposed to have an EP release at the Secret Society that got rescheduled. So I will put that information out there as soon as it is rescheduled and up. So here it is. This is Ashley Extina, Frozen in Time. Sounds of PDX, that was Bob Moses, an influence brought into us by the gentleman in the audio sequence there, my guest tonight. All right, gentlemen, how about you? Are there any bands that, uh, other than the audio sequence that are releasing music this year that you're looking forward to? I think Goldfoot might be releasing some we some new tunes. Yeah, we, I mean, <clears throat> of course we'd love that. Yeah. The more uh, Goldfoot, the better, you know? Um, I'm excited for that new Incubus album. Dude. Ooh, they've, yeah. they've been teasing that for a while. Um I really liked that uh, EP, that they, the four-song EP they dropped, and all the interviews point towards that's their direction they're going in. So right. I can't can't be mad about that. So what do you think about a band like Incubus? Like the last record they released had mixed reviews because they said it was a love letter to their fans, and it was very not like anything they'd released before. But isn't that what makes music great? Like, don't give me the same record every time. I, I personally loved it, man. I, I don't know. I don't know whatever. I didn't know it was mixed reviews though. I didn't look it up. So, oh, I mean, like everyone's saying, it, it was soft and too acoustic. Because Adolescence was like one of the only yeah. heavy tracks on the on compared to their old stuff. Yeah. They did, they actually did an EP. They put out right after that. That went back to like heavier, kind of weirder Incubus. So I think they kind of responded to that. But I don't think they really care. I think they just want to be artistic. You know. What do you think it takes to release music in 2017 that's going to catch a listener? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who's got the crystal ball? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, listeners now, like, you know, they don't want to, I don't know if people really want to hear the virtuoso, like, they're like, you know, they're not going to, like, seek out the Steve Vise anymore. I think it's more like, they want to, like, music typically gives such, like, an emotional, like, a lot of people have very visceral and emotional reactions to music, and I think people just want to be affected. And um, I think that now that everybody has access to recording stuff, you know, there's so much more music out there, mm -hmm. which is great because it means there's so many more music creators out there. Um, and then now to kind of set yourself apart, I think it's just how much of you that you put into it. So how big of a surprise was the new Chili Peppers record? Uh, well, I'm a nerd, so I've been following them. <laughs> I kind of knew when they did they announced Danger Mouse, I was like, okay, I know what, I know what we're going to get out of this. Sure. And I, I personally love it. I know some people... Have it took a few listens, you know, I've heard, but, um, I think it was, I think that's funny that you say that because I think in 2017, if you're going to hear a band like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it should sound like that. 
Go Robots a really great track, and that's what we have up next on the playlist. And if you haven't seen this video, it's insane. It's hilarious. It is. It's cool. Like uh, I won't give it away, but Anthony Kiedis plays kind of a well, a robot. He's like a robot. He's like a metaphor for a robot. Yeah, but in nothing but crazy white paint. Uh, so here it is. This is uh, one of the latest from Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. That's the latest release by Biffy Clyro. Uh, Rearranged is the name of that single. Um, what were some of your guys' favorite records of 2016, whether they were local or national? We've touched on a few of the influences you've brought in, but as a whole piece, are there any records you just spent time with other than singles? Um, well, I want to actually real quick give shout-outs to uh, Sarah Wilde released her EP, which is awesome. Um, she played with us, and she's worked. She works really hard. So, yeah. Congrats to her. That's a great, great disc. Uh, Adverse Effects is another one. Gene Black did that that record. It's really awesome. Um, didn't Didn't Glasses release some stuff? Yep, Glasses yeah, yeah. Uh, released a f- uh, five song EP. Yeah, I told him. I we've been talking through through text. So I told him I'd give him a shout out. So go check out his show. It's It's tomorrow night. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, if you <laughs> haven't seen Glasses, he's. He's a one-man machine right now, you know, just out of necessity, built his project that way when he moved here. Um, he's a cool dude. But yeah, yeah, really, really his good. His video is rad, too, the one where he's like, it's like his head got cut off. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Cool. that song sticks with you for yeah. a couple of weeks yeah, after. That's a great yeah. tune, yeah. Yeah, it's a like, really it good does, message. It, it goes where you don't expect it to go musically. It gets yeah. really wild at the end. It's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he's an artist that, that writes these really cool pop-structured songs but has, like, classical movements yeah. throughout all of them. Yeah. And prog rock movements. Yeah, yeah it's a good EP. Um, but anyway, I wanted to give a couple of guys shout outs because we like our, our friends here locally. Um, but my favorite record by far, and it's coming up later, is, uh, is uh, I probably should segue later, but I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Death of a Bachelor, the album that Panic of the Disco released. I am obsessed with that album. I love it. So that's my favorite one. I'll talk about it more later. Yeah, they, <laughs> they made some steps. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, how about you, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be a little bit of an outlier here because I expanded some of my music taste with some of the albums. Uh, I really liked Macklemore's This Unreally Mess, I Ma- or this Unreally Mess I've Made. I thought that was a great sophomore big release for him. Yeah. And then I really liked uh, Mike Snow's album, too. Oh, uh, that's got that single Genghis Khan off of it. And it just that whole album is so listenable and it's just happy. And I think that like right now it seems like that's kind of that feel I'm drawing so much influence from. You good, sir? Um, Not a Surf put out an album that they, it was a live album that they did with uh, Symphony, and it was really cool. That was another concert that I went to this year that was really good. Wow. Yeah. I haven't heard of them in a minute. Yeah, they're still, they keep putting out stuff that's all been consistently good, but this was just interesting to hear. They did like pretty much their whole discography, like a greatest hits kind of set, and it had an orchestra in the background, hmm. or I shouldn't even say in the background, it was very, they worked really well together. That was really cool. And I already mentioned Mute Math, but they put out their other album this year. It was really good. Uh, and the remix album. That was really fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Bad Rabbits put out a new record, too, uh, which we like a lot. We, Jimmy World? Oh, yeah. Jimmy yeah. World had another one. We got a good one. Yeah. Jimmy World. Yeah, here, here. Here's good. Unexpected release. Yeah, that one was 
kind of a nice surprise. I was uh, I was gonna pick Zach showed us a song called "Pass the Baby" on that. Have you heard that song? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It, but it's like six minutes long, so I know it wouldn't make the cut. But it's not. I would have kicked that back to you, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> it goes from like synthy, like produced stuff to like just like. Metallica or something yeah, like it's like crazy jam metal yeah, 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 yeah it's really well for me um, a lot of really good local releases obviously your guys' EP I really like the Kai on the Mountain Glasses oh, yeah, um, Coco Columbia's full LP is really great um, there's just a lot recently Rob Daker was on the show he released his entire record and it is fantastic it was, it was about 18 months ago he released his first single and uh, because of touring and stuff the record got delayed but it's just fantastic um, one of the bands that he works with is from Washington uh, the Seattle area Tacoma actually they're called the fame riot and they just got picked up by a record label so congratulations to Rob Dacre and the fame riot we're gonna play their single right now stick around more with the audio sequence until 9 p.m. That's Oxygen by the Dirty Heads. That was brought in to us by Travis Williams of the Audio Sequence. We have the band in studio with us tonight, minus a, a couple players. Actually, just one. Yeah, uh, we miss Josh. Josh. We miss Josh. Couldn't make it tonight. We love him. He's listening and said hello. Uh, great song, man. Thanks. How did you find them again? You were telling us during the break. but uh... I saw that band back in 2007. They opened up for Modest Yahoo and 311 out of Edgefield. Oh, Great place to see yeah, music. Cool venue. Yeah, yeah. And they were they were young guys at the time and they were out in the crowd and meeting everybody and all that. And then uh, my girlfriend got one of their albums a couple years ago. We went and saw them at the Roseland and now they're just this huge band, big like full band, everything. And they're amazing. They're really good. So Yeah, really good sound. That's their latest record. Check it out. It's the self titled Dirty Heads. Oh, cool. Yeah, they've got a good handful of stuff. I went through iTunes and sampled a bunch of their stuff today. Um, I actually didn't know they had another release until you sent this one over. So thanks, man. Really yeah. good selection. Yeah, so I just wanted to ask you guys, you're always really quick, especially you, Travis, to give a shout-out to local bands. But what does the Portland music scene mean to you? Well, I, we, I don't know if we touched on this off-air or on-air, but uh, it means a lot to us, at least for from our perspective, to know that we, we want our friends and our peers to know that we care genuinely. It's not... It's not just a trivial like like something on Facebook thing. It's an actual like, I want to be there and support you if I can kind of thing. And um, that's something we try to promote. And uh, Luke had mentioned some of the content we put out earlier th last year where we uh, we did some video. We went out to shows and took some took some GoPros and just did some footage of some bands and tried to just put a little thing up. Um, so to to simplify it, basically the the scene to me, what means the most to me is people that do that. That actually actually care and actually you know put in the time to do more than just do the social media does that make sense i'm, I'm kind of rambling but no um basically be more interactive um another great local band falcon heart we were talking about like marcus he's always like hey dude what are you doing can i come hang out and he comes and hangs out at our yeah, rehearsals right, yeah. he came out one time it was awesome and he just likes to talk music and he likes to talk things he's so he's such a hard worker he's a great guy like people like that are amazing like it's, you know, and then uh, I was, we were talking about glasses, like him and I have been talking and like he just reached out, you know, like just just that kind of interaction, I think, is the best thing. That's the what means the most to me anyway. Yeah. Dan, 
No, no, no. I'm good. That's that. Everything you said is awesome. <laughs> he likes to play. <laughs> he hits yeah, things with sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zach, you, you've got a fresh look on I think, this. Yeah. So I moved here to because I wanted to be a part of it. It was I. I've been here for almost ten years now. But when I was looking at all the different cities all over the U.S., I just wanted to get far away from Boston. But other than that, it was a place that was vibrant and you know had a lot going on and I think uh, that's one place here is a place that that has that you can go out any night of the week and see a good band um, I grew up in a really small town and I didn't have access to that and so sometimes that could be kind of a, a bummer because there's too much too much good stuff and you can't take it all in but um, how far did you drive for shows when you were a kid oh I used to drive up to uh, either Chicago or Cleveland I mean there was some good stuff coming through Indianapolis, but it was normally on like a very national level, mm. you know, so to see anything underground was usually like a, you know, church hall or like a hardcore show or something mm. like that. Um, there wasn't a lot or especially anything all ages. That's another thing here. It's slowly dying down, which is a bummer. But, you know, since I've lived here, there's been a lot of all ages support in the community, which is uh, pretty essential for a, a teenager who wants to get his aggression out or experiment with like other music and stuff like that. So mm. not, that means a lot to me to be a part of it because it's a really cool place to be. <laughs> uh, next on the playlist, I wanted to <laughs> really pick Travis's brain about this because uh, we're going to be playing the Canadian producer and songwriter uh, The Weeknd. I, I just learned that Daft Punk was involved with this track. Stephen enlightened me on that. So I probably maybe I'm not the best guy to ask, but I I just I've heard a couple of his latest singles and I I really his voice like it reminds me of like kind of Michael Jackson. I don't know if that's totally if I'll get slapped for saying that, but that's what I was like. Is this like an unreleased like Michael Jackson thing or something? You know they're always finding his stuff. So, um, but yeah, the Starboy in 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 general is it's just got a cool feel. It's it's very it's actually really simple if you really break it down musically, but. I haven't really dove into the lyrics, but like the just the music and the melodies and the, all that stuff is great. There's a good Panic of the Disco cover of it, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to check that out. That's fantastic. Well, this is next up here on the playlist. This is Starboy by The Weeknd. From London, that's A.O. Soon, and that's uh, EP from last year that I just absolutely adore. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. I'm Luke Neal, your host of Sounds of PDX. I'm here every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m., and my co-host, Jen Emerson, is back. It's been, what, six weeks? At least. Was it Human <laughs> Ottoman was your last? Uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think Human Ottoman was the was last Human one. I think it was Human Ottoman. Oh, uh, can you tell me about some of your 2017 goals? Yeah, I think that... Um, one thing that we've talked about a lot and especially adding adding Zach into the mix is we want to we want to work real smart you know we don't um, we don't want to kill ourselves doing stuff that we can ultimately achieve doing easier or going through easier routes and that's why we're kind of changing some of our focus on the type of content we're putting out um, you know a couple of the biggest things that you know we obviously have an album release that we're staring down we've got we have some pretty cool, we think at least, ideas for some music videos that we want to re release alongside it. 
Um, and <laughs> it's usually about every practice we come up with a new idea. It's like, <laughs> but, then, but then we realize, ooh, we don't have a $25,000 budget for just <laughs> lights. Uh, How do we get Tom Hanks to redo big? <laughs> yeah. That's our vision. Yeah, well, <laughs> or it's like, do we, oh, we could definitely do the intro to Full House. Like, okay, how can we, yeah, so. That's an old, that's an old Travis idea. San Francisco and shoot it a brownstone. Um, but no, we, uh, we, we, like, like I said, it's work smart, not hard. And I think that one of the biggest things we want to do is we want to be able to put out the best product we can every single time, not just play shows because, you know, we feel like we need to play shows. We want to, we want, we want people to want to be there. And, uh, we're kind of focusing a lot on our product, our music, and, just making whatever that is the most the be the best product for our, our listeners. One thing you may see if you catch uh, the audio sequence live is they've got these uh, weight sensitive boxes that illuminate Travis and Josh and Steve. I don't think I've ever seen Steven on. Did you hop on no, some boxes? On a couple times. I yeah. like it. I like. Are those going to make an appearance uh, this Friday? You know, I forgot about those boxes. So yeah, <laughs> those, those should those should make an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you Those had them cool. at, at Doug for. I did not know about these boxes. These uh -oh. boxes are cool. Are yeah, we'll have to. I guess I saw. I saw uh -oh. them when you guys. Did you use them at the? Uh, pretty much when they jump on them, yeah. they look like a god. Yeah, yeah cool. they're nice underlit. We had lights at the Doug Fur, so we didn't bring them. Yeah. Actually, I think we brought them, but we didn't use them. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll echo what I said earlier. I, I, I really want us to work with bands that, uh, that are about, you know, a collective because. You just at some point, maybe because I'm old and been doing it for a while, but like, yeah, kind of check your ego, and that's not really what it's about. It's I like supporting people, and I like it to be a collective because there's a reason why it's a three bill show typically, or maybe more sometimes, is because not one band or artist can do it on the on their own. Ideally, you're all working really hard together, and you 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 put in the time and the effort, and you bring some people together that maybe wouldn't have been together otherwise, and maybe they make new friends. That's that's the goal of my my mind is to make it an event that's bigger than any of the the one artist you know it's about the 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 experience I yeah cross-pollinating yeah. fan bases and i, I want to give a shout out I, they didn't get a get their name shout out but our show this this uh, friday uh the band's called outline of the sun they're the guys yeah. that, that hit us up about this show which we're really grateful for where um, are they from they're here they're portland guys fantastic yeah yeah i and i if i'm not mistaken this might be their debut show but they're guys that have been doing, you know, they've been playing and stuff, and they're really talented. You get, anybody should check out their social media. We've been tagging them all over on our stuff, so they have a really good music video. It's really well done, and it's a great song. Um, and they were gracious enough to invite us to play the Star Theater, like an amazing venue. So, you know, that's that's really cool that somebody could do that, and that's I think that's what it's about is just, you know, let's do this together. Is this, uh, I know for sure it's not your guys' first time playing the Stars. Will it be your second time? Had you played the Star before, Mogo? Uh, no, that was the first time for Steven and I. Okay, nice. And so, Dan, this is yeah, your first time at Star? Yeah, first time at the Star. I saw these guys last year. Uh, I, I played Dante's, which was cool. I like Dante's <laughs> I a lot. Dante's. Second yeah. night, though. <laughs> it was cool, but I just I wanted to be on that stage for some reason. I don't know why. So I will. it will happen uh, this Friday. It's nice. going to be awesome. Ambiance in that room. Yeah. Although, and Luke backed me up on this, that Lucy Gray show at Dante's was like the best they ever sounded. It though. was so <laughs> legit. It was so good. <laughs> Chris had his bass in my face. Like, I was stage right. It was just, it was so good. It's good to go out on top, right? Yeah, that was literally the last show we ever It was really good. Yeah. You guys killed it. Have you played the star yet, Zach? No, and that, like, going to see Failure there made it be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be on that same stage because the sound in that 
building is amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so. really good. Great ambiance, like I said. It's a cool part of town, accessible for everybody. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic show. And we've got a text to win that we'll be doing a little bit later so you can win guest passes to the show this weekend with the audio sequence at the Star Theater. Uh, another show that is coming up the weekend after that, we mentioned earlier, um, Jen mentioned Girl Fest 2017. Two of the artists that are performing there, Coco Columbia was on the show uh, recently. She's a friend of Sounds of PDX. And Courtney No is an artist I recently uh, have found um, at some of her shows she's been backed up by the Heavy Hustle. They were her band, so uh, nice. with Charlie and the crew. Uh, but this is a song I really, really love. It's called No Good. She's going to be on the show next week, so tune in on Tuesday, January 10th to hear my special guest, Courtney No. This is her single here on Sounds of PDX. I had to find out by doing some research online that that was a One Republic track. Now that you hear it, you can hear the lead singer, but man, brand new production, great song. We're talking about new music. We have the audio sequence in studio with us. Jen Emerson is my co-host. So some of the bands we talked about um, during the break, we're talking about local bands. Um, what, what advice would you give to bands who are putting out like their first record ever and they're trying to figure out in this day of social media, where do I put my efforts and who should I work with to get the best exposure? I think I'll probably just echo what I've been saying is just just try to pair up with people that uh, that work hard and are going to do something collective because again you with for any good bill of music you need a couple other great artists to to make it a great rounded out experience for for listeners you got to think you know maybe maybe you bring a good portion of the audience but there's also that other portion that doesn't know you or doesn't know them or doesn't know whoever so um, I think building good bills is, is a big part of it um, Yes, as far as social media goes, I mean, who knows? Nowadays, it's it's ever changing. But uh, one thing that will never die is a good song, good writing. Mm. So just try to do your best. And I also another thing I think too is quantity begets quality. Just write a lot. How many songs do you usually take into the studio? Do you often find a surplus? We're weird. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're minimum, yeah. we, I mean, we have we have two songs on our upcoming album that are two years old and then we have some that are two weeks old so it's yeah. it just kind of you just pick and choose really we we did have one song that we we had played a couple times actually at the shows that you saw we had this song called next train that was a cool tune and we really liked it but it just oh, didn't it didn't yeah. fit with the vibe of what we were doing so we we gave it gave it the axe hmm. yeah so travis uh, mentioned that we have songs because we started audio sequence back up again three years two two, three years ago, mm -hmm. something like that. We had, you know, there's two songs on the new uh, LP that's coming out. One of them is my personal favorite. It's called Last Day. Um, and it was completely different until this guy, Steven, just rocked this bass. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. I but... wish you could see the grin he has right now. <laughs> oh, dude, he's just like, whatever, man. It, it doesn't hurt my feelings when you talk positively about me. <laughs> how, how many takes did Stefan? Yeah, yeah, so it's... It's going to be worth it for everybody to hear this record, and it's going to be awesome. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And we rehashed it. Uh, me and Travis, every other week, we'd be like, hey, we have this song. And everybody's like, no, no, let's write something new. you know. And we're just like, okay, whatever. So it finally, it's on the record, and we're very well, happy. It, yeah. That's rad. Uh, we've been listening to new music and talking to the audio sequence all night. Stick around. More with them here on Portland Radio Project.
Panic at the Disco is back. That's a song brought into us by Travis Williams from the audio sequence, and they have been our special guests all night. That's a, a real departure from the early Panic. Dude, that song is so good. Beautiful, yeah. It's like the... It's like Sinatra. Electric Sinatra, yeah. yeah. Sinatra meets like Beyonce or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, like uh, all good shows, every time you guys are in, it just flies by. I can't believe it's uh, five past nine. Before we send you off, any uh, shout-outs or goodbyes you'd like to say around the room? Uh, just as always, thank you to you, Luke. You're always a great supporter of us, and we appreciate it, man. You bet. Thanks for Ooh. coming back. Looking forward to 2017 from you. Lots of uh, good stuff coming out. I am Luke Neal here on Sounds of PDX. And I'm Jen Emerson. Until next time, we will see you. Be good to each other.